Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hey there, Changemaker. Thank you so much for stopping by. It's Holly Rustic with Grant Writing and Funding. All right, guys, so what are we doing this week? And what do we do on the show? Well, let me start first with the show. <laughs> so I help Changemakers grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. To do that, I've got a ton of resources, online courses, coaching programs, etc. so you can get systems so you can be a freelance grant writer and 10x results all from the comfort of your own home. All right, so you nonprofit leaders out there, I also have resources for you. All right, guys, so if you're looking to increase funding strategies, strategic planning, grant writing, etc., I've got that. So please check out grantwritingandfunding.com for a host of amazing resources for you. And what do we have coming up soon? Well, we will have our two-week Foundations to Freelance Grant Writing Challenge coming up in February. So please do stay tuned for that. I'll definitely be announcing it on the podcast in the coming weeks. And of course, if you listen to this podcast and it's nowhere near February because people listen to podcasts at all different times, no worries. I'll still have the wait list open for the next uh, two-week challenge that we have. All right, guys. So what about today? What are we talking about today on the Grant Writing and Funding Show. In this podcast, I'm going to bring up when your freelance grant writing company or nonprofit company or your nonprofit should stand up for movements or injustice. Here's the deal. Sometimes I see nonprofits and freelance companies not sure if they should publicly support something. Most of the time, it's not because you don't support something, but rather you might not be sure if your brand should make a stand. In this episode, I am going to give you indicators on how you can quickly decide if you want your nonprofit or your freelance company to stand up on an issue and how you want to represent it. I am not going to shove down your throat what my stances are on issues. However, I will use my company's stances as examples today and also to show you that I practice what I preach. But I just think that this is um, something to be discussed and a lot of different companies are discussing it and a lot of nonprofits are discussing what to specifically do. So I just wanted to share kind of a behind the scenes today on how I figure this stuff out and see if it applies to, to you as well. And hopefully it just gives you some resources or tools to make decisions in your freelance grant writing business or nonprofit consultancy or your nonprofit, right? So even nonprofits are, you know, they take stands all the time for certain causes and movements, right? Um, but I know a lot of times, especially in this day and age, it, it could be seem very politically biased and that's something a lot of nonprofits don't wanna be involved with, with as far as lobbying. So I'm not talking about political movements here. I'm talking about social movements. So these are things that potentially your nonprofit or freelance company could be involved with. But how do you decide if you should be? So here's the issue. Many times nonprofits and freelancers are just scared to publish a social media post or say they are in alignment with issues. They may fear losing donors, losing followers, or getting unsubscribes on their email list. They may not want to marginalize or polarize their audience. And that is completely valid. Those are valid fears, right? So, but how do we overcome that, 
that fear, right? And really lead with, with our courage and really lead with our integrity in what we stand for. So I'm going to show you today how to make decisions where those fears will no longer be an issue. So why is this important? Because we are moving more and more from a position where non-political players have an influence in the social, economic, and even, yes, political movements. With the invention of social media, it has created a platform for sharing views and perspectives. I remember back in the day <laughs> when celebrities first got on social media and all of a sudden there was direct access to their thoughts and beliefs. It was and still is to this day very, very cool. But social media is also your platform for your nonprofit's view and ethics for your grant writing company, your branding, etc. So to post nothing is oftentimes to post something, wink wink, right? If you're not standing in alignment with movements, then people might see, oh, well, you don't believe in that if you're not standing up for it. And that might not be the case at all, right? But that goes back to those fears or just un uncertainty of whether your nonprofit or business aligns with that or should even say anything. So let's go ahead and figure out when you know for sure that you should align with something and to easily make that decision. And I'm gonna talk about some, some deep stuff today, you guys. So I really want you to dig in um, and have some paper and pencil ready. I know a lot of you guys listen to this when you're driving or exercising, um, et cetera, where you might not have access. So please come back to this podcast episode and really take some time to work through some of the things that we're gonna talk about today. This is really gonna advance your nonprofit or your freelance grant writing company tremendously. All right, guys, so here are some steps. Number one, list out your values. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while or if you've taken my freelance grant writing master course, you know this exercise, right? <laughs> I'm very, very big into values and I actually just did this again um, as we came into 2021. Because yes, your values can change, you know, or at least the we're going to talk about the hierarchy of them through, you know, as time and seasons change, right? Let's go ahead and list out all of your values for your nonprofit or freelance grant writing biz. This is really tied to strategic planning and is essential. So what do I mean by values? I'm just going to give you guys today some value words just to get your brain started and just to kind of, you know, generate some um, ideas. But you can definitely check out episode 125 and that is going to give you a full list of like a whole bunch of value words. Um, so if you go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 155, that's today's episode, I'll have those links there. So here are some ideas for your words. Sustainability, innovation, diversity, reliability, loyal, committed, etc. Right? So those are just some ideas to get your brain going. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you some examples of the values are in my company for the year 2021. And like I said, mine were a little different in 2020. So once again, you can see that in its show notes to see the comparison. And that doesn't mean that I, I no longer support my values from last year. It's not that at all. It's just sometimes what I want you to do is list your top 10. And sometimes those can change a little bit. But I'm just going to go ahead and list out the values here. Value add, learning, inspiring action, financial independence, authenticity, mindfulness, adaptability, diversity and inclusion, connection, fun and playfulness. So those are some of my 
value words for 2021. So once again, your first step is just to list out. So just brainstorm, go ahead and get down at least 10, ideally even more than that, you could list 20 or 25. You can do this in a board meeting this week or in a business meeting this week. You can do this together as a, in a group or you can do this if you have your own freelance business or it's just you. You can do that this exercise alone, but it's also nice to have someone there to kind of um, bounce ideas off. Okay, so once you've listed out a bunch of ideas on what your values are, let's go ahead and number two, prioritize your values. And this is something I've learned from Tony Robbins and in episode 125, I really talked about this. So I'm just gonna briefly go over this again, but it's really important for me to come back to this exercise. So now that you have a list of values that are important to you, make sure you set them up in the level of priority. So what do I mean by this? Well, I mean the first one that you really want to, you know, either expand, grow on, etc. needs to come first. So you heard like kind of all of these <laughs> different values that I have in my company before. I just kind of listed them off randomly. Now I'm going to show you what that means in a list of order. And I'm going to kind of explain to you why they are the way they are. Number one, value add. All right, so for me, everything I do, it's very important to me to add value for others, right? So, and this is really helpful, you guys, just on any decision making. So if something comes to me, an opportunity or something, and I don't really see a, a lot of value add that it's gonna have for my business or for my students or for my clients, then I can easily say no, right? Um, if it might just add, you know, a little smidgen of value, but not a whole lot. I could see, well, you know, my time might be better spent on something that's higher value add. Um, this is also a way for me to ask myself when I develop an online course um, or a live course, how else can I add value? And that was actually one of the reasons I went to live courses was because it adds a lot more value, right? That in-person or even on virtual, right? The in-person virtual kind of one-on-one -on -one or group conversations really does add a lot of value. Number two, mindfulness. So in everything I do with my company, I like to first think about it too. I'm one of those people that's naturally inclined just to like drive ahead like, you know, 120 like miles per hour in everything I do. So it's really important for me to say, you know what, I really need to move more up on on the list of taking a pause, taking a moment to really reflect and to be mindful about everything I do and how it aligns. Because if I keep saying yes, 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 yes to everything, then I'm saying no, 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 no to a lot as well. So it's really important for me to be mindful of the different um, activities that I take on and to everything that I incorporate into my courses um, for my students that really makes it a holistic experience for them. Number three, inspiring action. All right, this is so, this is big on my list, okay? Because I love sharing with you guys. I love the podcast, but really what lights me up is when I get emails from you guys saying, oh my gosh, Holly, I implemented what you talked about. I implemented that activity or, you know, the exp expert that you had on, I did what they said, etc." And now this resulted in X in my nonprofit or an X in my freelance company. And I really see that action is so important. So I definitely want to inspire not just learning, but implementing and executing the learning experience into action. That's what lights me up. Number four, financial independence. Now this is definitely a twofer as a lot of these are. 
for my business, I'm very transparent in, in what I do, right? So in my finances. And I've always been very scrappy as far as, not that I'm against having taking out debt for your companies or anything like that. There is a time and a place for that, but I'm more on the conservative side of Go ahead and do a pre-sell. Generate some capital first. Get some clients under your belt, right? Move along in that way so you can self-fund your expansion, even in your nonprofits, right? Go ahead and start from the fundraising aspect before you get into grants. Learn how to generate money, even on a small level, so you understand how to handle it and you can then expand, right? So I'm very much into financial independence for nonprofits and for freelancers, and as well as for my own business, because it really is that financial independence, it will give you the freedom to make options to have choices. And that's really important for what I teach and how I operate. Number five, authenticity slash transparency. All right, I'm a behind the scenes girl. If you guys um, have purchased any of my courses, you're in my grant writing and funding change makers course private Facebook group. And I'm very transparent, you guys. I like to go behind the scenes, even in my membership with you guys, very transparent, right? So I really like to also bring what I do to you guys, even what I'm doing today and all through these podcasts, right? I like to share examples because I really think that's the way we learn is not just from looking at research, which is also very important, but also looking at what people are actually doing. So very much into authenticity and transparency. Number six, connection. Oh my gosh, so important. I love connecting with people. I love connecting with the different experts that come onto the podcast. I love connecting with my students. That's why I do live courses. That's why I have private Facebook groups. That's why I have a membership, right? So all of these things, love connection. So important to me on such a deep level. Number seven, adaptability. All right, so This is also a really important value to me. And I saw this, I had this on my list last year too. Actually, I had quite a few of these words on my my list last year as well. And adaptability, you know, has always been really important to me as I saw the changes and trends of more businesses moving online, even before the pandemic. Um, But we saw this clearly, especially in 2020, right? So as we move forward, I really think a lot of things will keep changing. So it's really a part of my values and a part of my company to look at the growing trends, to see what's working, what's not, and to be adaptable and flexible so I can keep serving you. Number eight, diversity and inclusion. This also means social inclusion, environmental, racial, and gender. All right, I had this on my list last year as well, and it's really important to me um, as a company to have diverse voices, to have inclusion. Um, You know, I also serve on boards where we have, you know, gender inclusion. We have different types of um, programs that we work on, and that even comes into my business. So I'm going to share some examples um, to you in the next point. Number nine, learning. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just like I offer courses for you guys to um, purchase and to participate in and join, I also purchase and participate and join in online courses as well. So I continue to learn and grow my company, you know, with the latest trends or just with even marketing or different funnels or, you know, different ways that I can reach you in membership groups. Like everything I offer you, I've also purchased some sort of course in, or books or et cetera, you know, or mem- masterminds to really excel 
as well and to learn how to implement these things so you can have a better learning experience. So I definitely am all about learning. I am in a book club. I like, you know, I'm continually advancing in professional and personal development. And that is so, so important to me. Mindset, man, that is key, right? So without continual, continual learning, it's really hard to do continual teaching. So I really consider myself a teacher. Um, and yeah, so that's part of my values for sure. And then 10, fun and playfulness. Oh my gosh, I love to have fun. I want to bring more of my playfulness into my podcast, into my courses, into my books. Like I have, you guys have the Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing. Um, I have a lot of people that say they love it because it's not boring. It's like such a dry subject, right? Can be grant writing, but they love the way I talk about it because I really bring my playfulness into it. So I want to do that even more because that's what really makes this is so much fun, right? I want to have fun with this too. I want to have fun with you guys. All right, so you can definitely see, I did take a little bit of time there, but I really wanted to explain it so you could see, well, how do I know what my top 10 are? You can see how I kind of explained all of those and how important they are to me. And that's the way I rated them the way I did. And those that's why those made my top 10. What you want to do is take your top 10 values that you, you either want to build on, grow, or leverage, and then list them in 20, for your 2021 values. Then put those in order from which ones you want to focus on the most. So I'm not saying that it's the most important. I'm saying you want to focus on the most starting at number one. It isn't to say that any of these are less important. It is just important to order them from the ones that will drive your nonprofit or business forward the most. So go ahead and do that. All right, let's move on to number three. All right, this is all great. You've done your values. You've listed them out in a hierarchy, your top 10, right? As far as what you want to focus on. Now you need to actually reflect on your values when issues arise. Okay, now here's how we're coming into the implementation phase of trans, you know, if you're like, okay, that's great. There's this movement going on. I want to know if I'm part of it. Now I have these values listed. I have them in a hierarchy of, you know, one to 10. What do I do then? How do I kind of make this work for me? How can I make this a tool? Here it is. Reflect on your values when issues arise. Now you have your values and they are listed in a hierarchical order. This is important for decision-making efforts at all levels. So when something arises, all you need to do is reflect back on your values and see if this makes sense for your organization or business to support. This also is a good measurement, good measuring stick, right? For making any decisions, such as, should we start a new program in our nonprofit? Should I take on that new client for my business? What types of organizations should I or we work with? In any case, have your values posted somewhere visible. You can look at your mission statement when making decisions, but I find that values are more specific on the why of your mission, so it's easier to go to your values. Now here's, here's a local example. There is a male professional in the community who was name calling another woman leader in the community on public news. He was using the B word and the F word, and since everything is live these days in social media, it was aired. Now here's the thing, nobody called him out on it right away. It was more of like, oh, he's got a temper, you know? So an organization that, <laughs> that I'm on, called him out and used this as an example that name-calling women like this should never be considered normal or excused so lightly. We developed a social campaign that was in line with the See Something, Say Something movement, and my grant writing company also participated in that. So how did I make the decision that my grant writing company should be even participate in this? 
All I had to do was look at my values and ask if they aligned. Diversity and inclusion, remember, that's one of my values. It's in there and so is mindfulness, so it made sense. Now I'm gonna take that to a broader perspective. On a global level, when the Black Lives Matter movement was gaining momentum in 2020, all I had to do was say, does that align with my values? Yes, yes, and yes. The values that really connect to this are diversity and inclusion, mindfulness, value add, inspiring action, and authenticity, transparency. But before you say, yeah, Bahali, here is another step that you must take. Step number four, values in action. Here's the thing, you might list your values and you might use this as a measuring stick on how to get involved, but the deal is you have to be true to your values. If you don't follow them and decide to create a social media post or send an email or post a poster, then it really can be hypocritical. So what I want you to do is go the extra step. It is well worth it. So let's go ahead and look at my examples again. Number one, support a social media campaign that stands up against gender inequality. Yes, my values align, but let me, let's go another level. Do I name call woman? No, I don't. But here's the thing, the movement went well beyond name calling women. It really was about denormalizing gender inequality. So I had to ask other questions. I don't name call women, that's a good start, but what's the deeper sense of this movement? It's about gender inequality and actually bridging those gaps. So when I hire consultants, am I also hiring women? Do I pay them the same I pay men? Do I give women on my podcast the same airtime as men? These are just some questions to start digging. The answer to this, if you're curious, <laughs> is yes, I do hire women. The answer is I actually hired seven different consultants in 2020 and six out of the seven are women. I also paid the rates that are all requested, which were fair and equitable and based on experience, skills, and capabilities. For the podcast in 2020, here are my statistics. For the 28 interviewed podcast, and some of these, you guys, there's, it's going to be over 100% because sometimes I have two or more people on my podcast at a time. So just to kind of give you, if you're saying, huh, that doesn't add up quite right, um, that's why, right? So for the 28 podcast interviews that I've done, women represented 71% of the participants and men represented 46% of the participants. As far as gender identity, that isn't necessarily an area that we discussed. So I am aware that men and women aren't the only indicators here. That's just a side note, guys. But tapping more into the LGBTQT community could be something that could be a target for more inclusive views. In this way, I know I am practicing what I preach. Let's look at the next example. Supporting the Black Lives Matter movement is very important for my company because racial inclusion is central to me. I am hyper aware of the fact that marginalization and deep systemic issues do exist in our society. With working with nonprofits for more than 15 years, I see the gaps that they strive to fill. And on a very personal note, my daughter is biracial. So this movement and what it stands for me is very important. So once again, I looked at my company and to see if it really reflects diversity and inclusion in breaking systemic issues. Out of the seven people I hired in 2020, 43% were people of color. For the podcast interviews, 71% are people of color. I do ask you to go a step deeper and see what your nonprofit or freelance company acts on. Just because all the people at your organization are men does not stop you to stand in support of gender equality. 
However, I would beg to ask why you don't have any women there or in partnerships, etc. And one could even say, Holly, I think you actually hire too many women and you should give men the chance. But we could talk about marginalization on a whole different podcast on that, okay, guys? All right, so let's go ahead and look at number five. What happens if you offend others? Okay, I'm going to say it because it could very well be something that you are thinking. And before we get there, I am not advocating that you have to stand up and advocate for anything and everything that comes along. Once again, that's why your values are there. How does it connect to your deep values? Remember, that's a good way to check and see, okay, do we support this? Do we practice it? Now we can go ahead and really support it on a public level. However, I really felt like I wanted to release this podcast because I know for many people, they just don't want to make waves, so better stay out of everything, or they jump on the bandwagon because everyone else is doing it, or they don't make a stand because no one else in their industry or community is saying anything. So that's really how you're gonna use this values. Remember, we just went over the first four steps. That's how you're gonna integrate them. And no, you can just make a quick decision then. And you just look at your values. Do we support that? Is it on our values? How do we support that? All right, let's go ahead and align with it. That's as simple as it needs to be. However, here's the thing. You will probably offend someone. If you are a nonprofit, you may even lose a sponsor or a funding source because you stand up for your values. If you are a freelancer or small business, you may lose clients, followers, or email subscribers. So why do it? Bear with me for a moment, okay? Let's go back to my example. Earlier in 2020, when there was a lot more awareness about the Black Lives Matter movement, um, which is still going on to this day, I don't wanna um, say that it is not because it is still, but there was just a lot more awareness and there was a lot more um, advocacy that was really being shown, a light being shown on this movement. I have an amazing friend and colleague, Jenny Hargrove. She does marketing and graphic design for nonprofits and saw that huge desire for nonprofits to have posters, social posts, etc., to stand in alignment with the Black Lives Matter movement, but they didn't have the graphic skills to put something together. So she actually created a free media kit template so they could easily include their logo and have their nonprofit or business stand in solidarity. She extended this actually to you listeners and email subscribers, right? So I went ahead and emailed that out to you guys. Um, and I'll, I'll even include it in today's show notes if you guys are interested. But it's really cool because it's a media kit template that's completely free and you can in integrate your logo into it and then have your nonprofit or business stand in solidarity. So it's a very easy, um, user-friendly right to be able to align. So I emailed them out to my email subscribers and I did have some unsubscribers. Fact, I had a nasty email in all caps and red saying how offended a subscriber was and she asked me to take her off my list. And I did. Okay, so how in the world is this even good, right? Ah, I don't wanna offend anyone, how is that good? Well, quite honestly, if you have sponsors, clients, and followers who disagree with your core values, then it's probably gonna end in a bad way at some point. If your sponsors disagree with your core values, then what other things may they be funding? Do you wanna be associated with that? And I'm not talking about political views, you guys, at all. I hope you're hearing that. I'm talking about core values. If you have clients that disagree with your core values, then do you really think that you are going to enjoy working with all the ins and outs of their projects? Because their projects and operations will reflect their values. If you have followers and email subscribers that disagree with your core values, 
Do you really want them in your virtual house? Heck, once you hit above a certain number of subscribers, certain platforms even charge you to keep them on your list. So do you wanna pay for them? So that in bold, red, all caps was surprising for me, but honestly, easy to remove because why would I pay for them to stay on my list? In all of this, as a nonprofit, you will start actually attracting organizations and funding sources that align with your values once you actually start embracing your values. As a freelancer, you will attract nonprofit clients and people who are similar to you, i.e. are aligned with your values, if you embrace your values. This is a good thing as these are your ideal people. Now, just to sum up, I'm not saying that differing opinions and perspectives are not welcome, but core values are different than just opinions. So you can definitely still disagree with people's views and get funding from them or work with them. You could actually have the same values, but look at the world in a different lens. But values go deeper. Remember this. Okay, so to sum up on how to know if you should publicly join movements and, and support them, Number one, list out all your values. Go ahead and brainstorm them all. Number two, prioritize your top 10 values you want to focus on. Number three, reflect on your values when issues arise. Number four, ask yourself if these values are actually in action in your nonprofit or your freelance company. Number five, remember your values and what you stand for may offend others. However, once you actually embrace your values, you will also stand in alignment and attract those who are similar to you and who are your ideal people. All right, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I know this was a lot kind of deep level stuff, but it's really important. And I think it's some of the things that people aren't talking about, right? How they come to reach decisions, how they come to publicly support things. And I really do think you're going to find this useful if you actually put this activity into action um, to help you make decisions on how and why you want to publicly support something um, or if you should. All right, guys. So I will see you next week as we have Mr. Rodney Walker on the show. Really exciting. He's been on the show before, but it's been a long time. So I wanted to have him back on to see what he's been doing and up to. And you are going to be blown away by all his amazing knowledge. And he is the president and CEO of Grand Central USA. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. If you love this podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or your podcast player. And for all of the show notes for today's episode, please go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 155. All right, guys, I hope to see you next week and have a wonderful day.